All right. Hello and welcome to the rules of acquisition, a podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the uh, the TV show to to finally hurriedly get all its pieces in place and 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 do stuff. Uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> my name is Wade Bowen, and with me, as always, is James Nolan. Peldar Joy. <laughs> and Hugh Crawford. Hey! <laughs> I'm going to turn into the fonts for this episode. <laughs> Peldar Joy, assholes. <laughs> yep, that's how this one kicks off. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's bittersweet. It's called, what, uh, Tears of the Prophets. Yes, uh, this is episode 26 of season 6. It originally aired on June 17th, 1998. When Cisco is picked to head up an attack on the Cardassian homeworld, the prophets appear to him in a vision, warning him of impending doom if he leaves the station. Uh, but the prophets didn't tell him that the doom was for the audience, not for who, who the doom was for. No, uh, I don't think much of this episode. Yeah, we've kept it a really good secret. <laughs> yeah, we've really kept it close to our chest. We kept definitely. it really. We did a really good job of keeping the secret that that Kira, uh, not Kira, but Dax <laughs> Kira dies, dies this in this episode. Fuck, I gotta go back. <laughs> no, she's actually one of the few characters that shows any spark of life in this episode. Everybody, oh. this is a this is a this is like the sleepiest finale. Like when parts of this the episode fly against the face of logic, <laughs> it fires on all seasons because the bad guys are calling out the illogical moves. Mm-mm. Why would we do the bad guys? Wayne Yoon and his and Ducat's replacement, uh, Damar, Casey Biggs, Dick Grayson, <laughs> Dick Grayson <laughs> says, "Like why would we do that?" And like Ducat has to explain why they would, you know, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. why would we do this? And then Ducat explains it, and then they're like, "All right, fine," encourages about it, yeah. <laughs> that was some of the highlights for me but no this this is sort of dumb i mean I'm, I'm past the point of fighting over these things i will say it's not the best finale that we've had i'm so d- glad to be done with season six the white album for season six is going to be so easy to make because <laughs> it's going to be the easiest since season three Really? Probably. Yeah, it's at someone that even kind of rode for some of this season. Yeah, it's still going to, the peaks, there's peaks and valleys and, you know, I might have to put one valley in just for reasons, who knows, but I don't think it'll be that hard. There's so much wedging, like plot wise, it's, yeah. it's overstuffed. I'll agree with that. I don't know. It just seems. But it wasn't essential. It was overstuffed. They could have cut, like, if they're like. We could have worked on this longer, but what do we cut? <laughs> well, see, no, I view it differently where it's like they should have done, like, the Dax pregnancy thing. It was like, oh, we got to do it. Like, we're sitting down to write the episode where we kill Dax. Well, wouldn't it be great if Dax was pregnant when she died? Because that'd be really dramatic. And then, like, they have to wedge that all into an episode uh, where instead of having an episode about, you know, a gangster's cat. Right. <laughs> like, they could have had an episode about, like, that. Right. And then sort of laid the found work for it. But their serialization is so spotty. It is. That they have to recapitulate all the storylines. So, like, if Reckoning was done properly, we wouldn't have to go back and explain all the <laughs> shit about how paw wraiths work. Right. And how, like, the irony of the, the paw wraith that the prophecies didn't get fulfilled and whatever. Yeah. And so they have to do all of that. And with Dax, they've ignored her for so long that then they had to like overstuff her shit. And then they ended up just making her into like a wimpy damsel. Yeah. That's the Quark and Bashir in the holodeck scenes. That, were, that stuff. That was, was also, the worst. That was yeah. the worst. Yeah, it was. Here's how I view. Let's compare her to a, a filly for breeding purposes. Right. Oh, God. That's the thing. Okay. Fucking Vic, man. Big one beautiful, happily married filly. Add the possibility of her giving birth to a foal. And what's Real quick about this whole 1960s thing, though. Okay. The great thing about the original Star Trek is that it took place in the 1960s, but it was supposed to feel like a more progressive time, right? <laughs> right. Why do we have a show that takes place in the future that's retro, retrogressive or whatever. It makes it feel like it's in a less right. regressive, in a more regressive yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. Right. 
that's the most inf- infuriating thing about the whole shitty 1960s shtick that they're doing here. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, here's how I saw everything that y'all said is true, too. Like, for me, like, as a guy that was like, oh, they did seem to be like, they've spent five seasons trying to figure out what they were doing with the show and even when they were misfiring which i'll admit they were doing this season like i've said over uh, over again it felt like they're writing with a confidence that may be totally unearned i'm not arguing whether it's earned or not mm-hmm. so they've been chugging along in season six and they've they've gone through like two-thirds of the season and they've got we got to the last third of the season and that's where we really uh, started to hit a wall uh, on the podcast, I think. And then they get to the end, and then they're like, oh, shit, guys, we've got a finale coming up. So in these last, like, several episodes, it feels like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Now they're, they've been scrambling to get all the pieces in place for the finale. Like, they threw that scene with Dax and Worf watching Kira Yoshi to establish that they're looking to have kids mm-hmm. and they you know like so they the serialization has been spotty and now it's a lot of a lot of stuff just thrown in this episode but it's like they've been scrambling the last few episodes to just try to get every all the pieces in place and i think i mean for me it's not the best finale but i i think they got the pieces in place and it would have been so much better if they had been able to um do this in a better more seamless like art driven fashion over the season, they got complacent is how I feel about it. And then they realized, oh shit, we got to get all this stuff in there. And that's why this episode spills. Every so- scene does fe- feel like they're like, fuck it. Let's get the, we got lunch in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's just bang. We got, let's bang the shit out. Yeah. I mean, but for me, it, it works better for me. It works. Okay. Like I realize that they have been like, oh shit, we're putting these pieces in. But now that they have the pieces there, the pieces work for, well enough for me but it is obvious that they've only showed up recently and it does feel a little bit rushed but it feels rushed not just this episode just everything leading up to this episode now they have it there and they're what they do it's not the best finale but it's still it i liked it well let's talk about the pieces then a little bit because you've got one we got one piece which is pretty much bashir and Quark pining over Dax. <laughs> right, right. A couple right. of love six stallions that never got out of the starting game. And then you got fucking limp dick bullshit. Uh, like, right. And then you've got yeah. Worf and Dax talking about having a baby. Uh-huh. We have the prophets on our side. According to Dr. Bashir, we need all the help we can get. And then mm. you've got Kira and Odo and their first fight. I've been helping you to avoid me. Why would I want to do that? Those are all pieces that are just like nothing I want to well, watch. Why is that even there? Why is it even there, I, too, from a well, story perspective? What does the Kira Odo thing add to the story? To this, It's the pieces that they've been doing this season, and they got them there, and they're doing set pieces right. and trying to wrap it all up together at the end of the season, which I appreciate. But what was, what was the wrap on that, though? It was just more scenes. That they survived their first fight? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Like, like, like that's Dax, really what we have to we have to kill a character. Yeah, Dax won't survive this, but don't worry, guys. Odo and Kira's relationship will. I think that that's. <laughs> I don't like Kira and Odo's relationship as a thing either, but it's there, and they're they're dealing with it. It's called Kirdo. That's the name of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, my point is, is like, why is it in this episode? Because it's been established as a thing that happened this season, and it's a season finale, and they have to wrap it up. That's so funny that they feel like that 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 has to be something that they like. Yeah, pick but up I mean, on. like, and so many other stuff was dropped. But yeah, like Miles O'Brien's had storylines this season, but they didn't have to feel like they had to give him a line this episode. Has he though? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or the the special kids, the the geniuses. Yeah. You know, they didn't feel the need to like they, those two. But those aren't our main ensemble except that they are part of julian's arc and they decided to go with the he's still pining over dax arc because they knew they were killing her off but it's not yeah but i I don't i I don't get why there's three two scenes three scenes with odo like it literally makes no sense yeah that why that's in this episode why is frank i I mean mean, other than it was a priority for the showrunners i guess is what way to say it exactly that's why it was like they started the season with that relationship they felt they needed to end addressing it they can't they couldn't ignore it is the problem because they've spent this whole season 
dealing with it. They have to but do something with it. I guess my point is, is that it's literally filler. They didn't do anything with it this episode. There was not a story to tell. So why did they do it? Because they would be... Or why didn't they create a story? Or why didn't they tie it in where Odo tries to stop dad? Like, I mean, that's my point. They Okay. So why is the... Why why put them in there at all if it's not going to somehow tie back into the story in large? <laughs> if it's not... You could have Odo and Kira have a problem and Odo could be tore up about the fact that one of the major uh, officers of the ship died on his Deep Space Nine. That, that he was supposed to be able to secure that. How how did, you know, Gold Dukat was just able to just come on to damn Deep Space Nine? Like, you could do something that would actually tie it into the death instead of just having these literal filler things in the first 20 minutes. And so, so that's just, that's the frustrating sort of thing about this episode. And I do think it's an ultimately a culmination of the whole season that it got to this point. But the, of all of the problems of the season sort of in a microcosm in this episode... But it just seems like, like, I'm not, I don't even think when it came to her death, but like, it was so, ugh, it was just like a lumpen thing to like have to rush through all of this stuff and like, there's like barely any depth with Worf. I know that they picked that up next season, but like, like it was just, it's a very empty event and it was very weird. It's very weird to me. It's because it was rushed because they were cramming too much in there. Like, it's it's okay. I, I I don't I don't feel attacked or anything. Like you're right. I I know, but it's like okay. So like when we're talking and I'm like I start making these points, I'm just making my points about the episode. I, I'm not attacking your job, like your points. Okay. So I don't want to do therapy again. <laughs> I don't think you're attacking my points. I know. I totally what, did. I I, <laughs> I totally thought you were fucking him up. <laughs> I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is that like Please when I heard him hammer. When I was when I'm okay, then let's say this then maybe like when I'm when I'm making a point, don't like try to stop me to defend your point at the end of every sentence. Okay, again, you're combative when you talk. When I talk, you interrupt me and vice yeah, no. versa. It's not, I, I don't, I mean. Now I, we're talking a season finale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, nothing I'm saying is trying. No, it's being, it's that you're defensive. Well, I it am now to, because you keep saying, uh, don't get defensive. It seemed to me before that <sighs> where you, you, you did stop me twice and say, that's not my problem. I'm interested in what your problem with the episode is, but like I, you know, like I was saying, my, I was talking about my problem. <laughs> I'm I'm also interested in your problem with the episode. <laughs> well, so, the yeah. nice thing is, is that we have a tape that we can play it back and you guys can hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, where were we when we were talking about this episode, though? We were breaking down the separate sections. Yeah, I was and using the Odo Kira. I was in. using the Odo Kira stuff as a, like a, a why why have it? Why did they th- why did they think these ways when they could have? actually been incorporating it into stories and were plots. they overestimating how much the audience was in, like invested in these two at their relationship that or they're overselling they gotta like push it you gotta you gotta push this storyline it's gotta go over and if it, you know so we're gonna <laughs> right right uh, it's like pushing the warranty on a tv at the checkout <laughs> where are we in the episode i kind of had us like look at each section well I, I think one of the things that kind of was a big goal for the them making this episode was showing how divided Cisco was in his duties. Right. That's like the crux, like the emotional crux of the main storyline is that he's the emissary and captain and he's and he's been put in a position where he's shitty at both. Right. Well they they write it towards a point where Admiral Ham Sandwich says you must choose one or the other. Right. You can be the emissary and you can be a Starfleet captain, and and I'm willing to hear what the prophets had in your vision. Like you had a vision, I accept you had a vision, and the prophets asked you. They, they didn't ask you anything. They just told you not to go. But did they give you a reason not to go? And he says, "Well, no, actually, they didn't." And he's like, "Well, unless I gave you a reason, their reasoning could have a million things to do. It could have to do with Bajor. Their reasoning might not have the." the benefit of the Federation at heart. So unless we know why they told you not to go, because they could have, who knows, they could have told you don't go, the Federation will die, but Bajor will, will be okay. And if we don't know that, I can't make that decision. So you need to decide whether you're going to be for Bajor and be the emissary, or you're going to be for Starfleet and act like a Starfleet captain and go on this this mission that you argued for 
because I set up earlier in the episode, like, hey, you know how you've been arguing, Cisco, that we have to take the fight to the Dominion, and I've finally convinced Starfleet to do it, and you're the guy to lead the attack. I've convinced them, so you're in charge of the invasion. It's your game. And then Cisco has this vision where he's is told not to, and he's having second thoughts. And it makes sense for me that Admiral Ham Sandwich would be like, look, man, this was your fucking fight here. This was all balls in your court, so you're going to have to make a choice here. And for me, that worked that it would come to this point where he has to choose one or the other in the way that they framed it in this. Yeah, I guess that I'm ultimately with that storyline. It's just, I don't know if, I don't know. That one was a little bit, that one's a little bit healthier. Yeah, it's health, It's the healthiest, yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't as, as anemic as the others uh, because we had a lot of little groundwork for that. When he said that you've been trying to be the emissary and the captain for the last six years, that was inaccurate. Right. He's, he's He really put his shoulder into the emissary business like, for like one season ago. <laughs> right. And he was mm. only a captain for like, what, two, two right. seasons now? So it's, that was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. yeah I found that all, I, I, it's, it, and I found that it's just all a little like uncompelling, like the, the struggle between the, I don't know. It's fair. Like, I think they were trying to do it, but I think that it was. It wasn't meaty enough. Yeah, it wasn't. Right, it didn't right. feel like meaty enough, or like that it got to the core of Cisco enough. Like that storyline should have been the main. Like, I mean, it is, but it should be at the absolute main spine of the whole episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they could have scrapped Quark's gender reassignment episode and did some lattice work <laughs> no. on, you know, on that storyline. Oh, please, they could have scrapped Weekend at Bernie's Ferengi stuff, even though it did have I- Iggy Pop. But you figure out a different way to in- incorporate Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop can go anywhere, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, you could put him anywhere, right? That, and they could have worked on that. They could have made. This moment where Cisco fucks up so colossally actually feels something as an audience member other than you. It's like a data point for the audience. It's yeah, not exactly. like an emotional point. Exactly. I think that's kind of when I'm talking, I'm talking about the construction of this episode, given everything that's come before, which I agree it, it, in a perfect world, all these dumb episodes would have been cast out. Mm-hmm. They would have been done better, but they weren't. So, like, these are the pieces that are they've assembled for this episode, and they've put them together. And, of course, it would have been better if they'd made better choices before, and they could have made better choices here. But for me, these pieces that they are stuck with, that they scrambled to get here at this last minute, that's what I'm talking about. Like, so, I, I mean, I don't... I don't take offense if you tell me they don't work. I'm just like trying to isolate this episode and what they're where they're at right now. Well, I think that isolating it actually shows the problems of it because you have all of these rush storylines. Yeah. In the episode in this overstuffed episode where you're like why why the fuck is Odo here? Why 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 is this plotline here? Why is the baby plotline here? Um and it's all it was all <laughs> there because it was like we needed we wish that the episode, we have to do this because, you know, Rick Berman pissed off. We wish the season was better. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, this, is where, this is what we got stuck with. Well, yeah, but they really got stuck with this thing that they didn't want. I mean, they're very, they were very open at the time. Uh, I receiving Bear was about not wanting it. And he's still very, very irritated that Terry Farrell was let go. Yeah. Or wasn't brought back or whatever. They didn't play ball with her, didn't work with her. So they're stuck with that. But to do that, like, then they were like, well, we didn't, you know, we don't we have to have her, it has to be more tragic. It just can't be that our space friend is dead, but that our space friend is pursuing this family. Right. And the idea that for the episode, if you were just to watch this episode, Dax is kind of like a you know, like a, you know, she just wants to have a baby with her husband and then she gets killed while, you know, walking to her car, you know, <laughs> right. walking to church, you know, like yeah, yeah, she got yeah. killed while walking to church. And like, that's not, that's not a hero's death. That's not the death I, anybody wants for my, for my space friend, Jadzia Dax. No, you want her and, to go out like a badass, not like, yes. oh, excuse me, what? Oh shit, I'm dead. Exactly. Which, yeah. Yeah. And so even the stuff that they added to give it weight because they didn't do the work before to get it, give it that weight, now they have to like they have to add this like very hackneyed ass cliched plotline about how she just wanted to have a baby. Right. So that's the that's my issue with the whole episode is that 
it, the, all of the stuff that the, all of the emotional stuff that they wanted to have, it could have took the pressure off of them if they had done it better in the season. But since they didn't, this episode needed to just be straight Cisco dealing with this shit, and then make Dax, I guess, and this is unfortunate, but you haven't done the work. Give her a storyline. Cut all the other dumb shit. Give her a storyline, not about the men, the guys who love her or anything like that, except for maybe Worf, who's actually now directly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that. Right. So, like, cut all that shit and make it just about Cisco and the Cisco, like, putting himself in a position where Dax died. Right. Uh, and, and do it, like, make it a little less, because it was just so stuffed that it was about... There was Wayune scenes and Vic Fontaine right. scenes, and there was all this oh shit. Oh, my God. The Wayune scenes... That was that, those were so some of the most ridiculous scenes because we have a character we haven't even gotten to the fact that like Ducat's reintroduction into the show. Yeah, yeah. Thematically, I kind of saw what they were trying to do, and I I don't like it. And it seemed like kind of it, it wasn't. That was the most ham-fisted shoehorning in of a character I've ever seen. I mean, just even with Jedzia's death, like where I saw like. Oh, I thought <laughs> I'm talking about with uh, Papa's got a brand new bag oh, yeah. with Dukat, where he comes yeah. out like with Dukat. Why are you here? And we're like, oh, you want me here? <laughs> and they're like, no, we, there's like no real reason why we would want you here. Well, let me tell you the story reasons why you're gonna want me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was well. I could, I can even see the thematic what the writers maybe thought they were doing with this episode, and even in the context of Star Trek, they're like. Oh, one of the great themes we're doing with themes that we're doing with Star Trek Deep Space Nine has been all about religion and blah, blah, blah. So we're going to have this scene and we've got Dukat is coming to terms with religion and he's decided to attack Bajor's gods. And that's what and with Dax, Dax has been like, I prefer you as wormhole aliens. But you know what? Kira told me that she prayed for me. And now I can have a baby because uh, Julian has done these um, re-enzymic programming things so that me and Worf can have a baby because it's hard because we're different species. And now I don't believe in it, but you know what? Kira prayed for me and now I can have a baby. So you know what? I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel grateful for Kira praying for me. So I'm going to go to the chapel the bajor chapel where the orb the orb of contemplation is and i'm gonna go there and just say hi because with cisco uh mulling over his career and and religion and his place as the emissary so they've got all this religion versus the science and the the fleet and the duty or whatever going on and jadzia decides i'm gonna go pray and then she goes there and says hi to the prophets and arguably you could say well fuck this is this is where religion fucks you over because they think maybe there's maybe there's something here and she goes to say thanks and then because she's in the wrong place at the wrong time she gets murdered real quick by uh pa wraith possessed ducat and maybe maybe i see what they thought they were doing yeah but it, yeah, yeah, it's kind of lame. Yeah, they the original the original plot was a was a lot different. So the original plot that they were gonna have him steal a chromaton, chrome whatever, oh, like bomb, and was gonna fly it into the wormhole and explode it, and he was essentially gonna kamikaze himself to kill the wormhole. Dukat? Dukat was going to yes. A chromaton emitter like a uh, Kai Ratchet yes. used to get rid of that paw wraith. Mm. Blah blah blah. When Jake was possessed and Kira, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nerd, nerd he was going to steal that and sort of go after them into the wormhole. It's like Jedzia was going to. She was in charge of the you know DS Nine. She was going to go after them and like in the pursuit was going to be dead. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, Michael Pillar made them change it to this, to this more. Probably because the CGI budget was all used up on that final battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they Star Wars the shit out of it. But then why did you, have, why did they have to do that too? Why was there so much, like, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. you have to have, all those nerds need to see every one of those ships in action. Well, yeah. that, could have, that could have easily been transferred over to, you know, our good friend Kira on the way out the door. Or Jetsia, yeah. Yeah, Dadzia. So, yeah. So that that's the way I feel. It's just a very weird sort of yeah. lump. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just left me with a bad taste in my mouth. For such a iconic plastic, you know, against these sort of standard gender type roles, 
that she ultimately dies is like a helpless damsel because she was stumbled into a crime at the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever. Yeah, that's that's not great. It's it's pretty, yeah. It's I mean, it's pretty, I don't know. It's not, I don't know, it's kind of sad. And this was their Abbey Road, right? Because the last episode didn't have her in it at all. No. No, yeah, so this they, is the last. It was, yeah. it was all shot out of order. Yeah. Right? Oh, for, are you talking of the season, series? Yeah, I'm talking about like no in in the season. Yeah, like last week they didn't have her because she had left the show. Oh no, that she was they had let given her a week off to hit pilot season. Oh okay, so that she could <laughs> film essentially film the Becker pilot. I think so. <laughs> okay, well I'm glad she got work at least. You know, Becker was Becker was a show. Yeah, yeah. Ted Danson. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they spent all that money on that Star Wars space fight where even the music felt like Star Warsy. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they have to get a power generator on a moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, it was like they have to to get down the the orbital weapons platform because the Chitox system or whatever is vulnerable. But they've got they've got drones. <laughs> they just invented drones, I guess. Computer drones, anyways, to defend. Yeah. The system that they're going to attack. Yeah, is this the first time that the concept of man like that manless warfare was occurred to them? Right. Well, it was the nineties, you know. <laughs> they they should read a they should read a history book about the two thousand tens. But yeah, the... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, they had mines over the wormhole before, right? Yeah. But uh... but not like I guess intelligent drones that could target that had targeting and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But they've dealt with that before. It's the first time that they've ever like the enemies have ever sort of done it. But eh, you know, better late than you know. I guess I guess that was pretty creative at the time. I don't know. It's hard yeah. for me to think about technology's past. But no, so that that's all fine. Like I just like it was like the, it was a focus issue on this episode. It wasn't necessarily an execution ex- sure, ep- sure. like problem, really. But I do feel like that it was I think he was getting that there was a lack of energy to the just generally to the episode. Yeah. And I almost want to say that worse with Cisco. Really? Like worse with yeah, Avery oh, Brooks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely felt like maybe he took the melatonin because he knew he was going to have to take a, take a nap later on. He was having a hard time or something. He had a, he had a bad tennis game and he was on back pills or something. <laughs> something was, yeah, it did not feel... <laughs> Yeah, I, I and that was and so by the end and he's scrubbing those potatoes and I'm like that was the most I guess this is a way to end that. <laughs> oh, yeah. were they potatoes? I thought they were like mussels. Not who gives a shit. It doesn't matter. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I think they're potatoes, right? I don't know. I definitely I, think we should discuss it for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! They were fucking mussels, James. Get your shit now. Yeah, no, I had uh, no idea. I, 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 yeah, I don't know either. But I do like the fact that Jake is wearing the exact outfit oh yeah <laughs> when he comes he comes back he's wearing like an apron but the exact outfit he was wearing the entire show so <laughs> right? look i got a vest that's it's like of... he quit cisco quit and like within 12 hours he was scrubbing potatoes <laughs> slash oysters and, and well, jake cisco had... told him that we're going back to earth and jake had yeah. all of his clothes at the dry cleaner he goes to the dry <laughs> cleaner and he's like no it's two weeks <laughs> right yeah there's a war on i can't get the chemicals he's got his Single pair of civvies, and you know, Cisco, she only got uniforms. And uh, mm. no, that's not true. He's had civvies before. They, they both have a nice complement of vests. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they can just reclamate more, but reclamate, I don't know. But sure, anyway, sure. Um, <laughs> he likes that vest. I don't know. <laughs> he likes, he's got a real attachment. He, that always gets him laid on Earth. That's his Earth laid dress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could super nerd corner something, though. Oh, yeah. When Cisco uh, has a brain fart and they have to get him off the bridge, Kira takes control of the, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Of the con, but that is A, clearly Worf's job when that happens, and uh-huh. B... Yeah, she's not even Starfleet. Yeah, Kira's a part of the Bajoran military, which has a non-armament agreement, or has a, you know, a non-aggression uh, pact with the Dominion. Oh, but it's got to be foreshadowing for later on whenever she takes over yeah. the whole... It's like... Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. why they have all those close-ups of her, like, can I do this? Can I really do this job? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm fine focusing it. You're, I mean, it was right to focus it on her, but it was, like, it was weird. Yeah, about, it was... That is under the parameters <laughs> of the show. Not the way that would happen, but that's fine. Right. And Worf didn't argue either. That was, you know, no, it's not, yeah. but yeah. 
Oh, okay, okay. I guess I guess I'm not the XO I'm anymore. <laughs> I'm all about him getting carried off the bridge, and then we see Worf off the side start to get up, and then he's like, "What? But uh, it's my big oh oh." Oh, okay. Uh, That's cool too. And he's yeah. he's looking around like, should I tell her? <laughs> should he's I like, stop her? Sit the fuck down, Worf, because you know you saved Jadzia's life five episodes ago. You're not fit to be captain. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe you got an XO demotion. Yeah, right. Um you really fucked up five episodes ago and it was all for nothing because she's dead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's harsh. I, I feel like a jerk now. <laughs> the space battle looked good though. Like they spent it did money look well. Nice. I mean, you know yeah. what? It, it held up. That's why, I mean, that's why uh, they had to get a whole episode out of court cross-dressing, but, like, it's because they ran out <laughs> sure. of money for another, a better episode. But that was... Yeah. yeah they, they were doing... You know, they did what they could. That was, that was right. All right. Why, why couldn't they do it like Discovery, where they just spend all their money up front and then do that? Yeah, it's all character episodes in the back. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, man. But, well, that's that's a whole other podcast. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, mm. literally. <laughs> It's even a small moon. Uh, no, I already said that they start wars the shit out of that space battle. Said there was deleted a line that said that there's a there's a race of teddy bears that live on the planet. <laughs> right. It was like, oops, yeah. we didn't get to. At least, well, they don't yeah. beam down, and it's not a forest moon. It's a moon, but it's just an asteroid. It's not even round. But, you know, then they trick the orbital sensors. They spray a Federation signal on top of it with the deflector dish, and they target the shield projector, I guess, or the power supply for the orbital weapons platforms. They sprinkle a thing on it, and then they blow up their own power supply, and then everybody wins. But then they get the distress call because, oh, shit, the wormhole has just disappeared because... Ducat killed it with the Pa race. With his new Pa race superpower. Yes. But his superpowers left as immediately, like, he, he kills Dax, and then he screams, and all the Pa wraith goes into the orb, which is hourglass-shaped, but, you know, whatever. And it turns all black and crumbly. So he's, and then the, wor- the wormhole just poofs and disappears. Destroyed by hippie powers. Destroyed by hippie powers. <laughs> and then I guess he's got the command codes because he gets on and off the station real easily with nobody knowing he's there. Like, I guess he killed Dax, but nobody even knows that he killed her, right? Because nobody sees him. They just know that they find her dead and the wormhole's gone. Well, I assume that they have some sort of surveillance footage, don't they? Maybe, but they haven't always historically. And I mean, I think that they can probably, I mean, like, did I not notice that they said that they gave him some sort of special, can any ship just beam into Deep Space Nine? No. It's been a thing before where they have transporter blocks. So he had to get a, did he get a special thing from the Jim Hadar? I think it's, I mean, it's not in this, ep- you don't know for certain. If I were going to Nerd Corner, I'd say he probably has secret codes from when he was in command of Impact Nor or or whatever it's called. It's not Impact Nor, yeah. Mm. When it was his station, he probably knows a back way in. That's how you just Nerd Corner it away, but. Yeah, yeah, but he just beamed in. Right. And people have. And according to Memory Alpha, someone noticed that he was on the Federation ship that he stole in that episode earlier this season, but that it was Cardassian transporting effects. Oh. So that shouldn't have been. Someone noticed the <laughs> noticed well, a, a wrong. Well, I mean, um, actually, it might. Maybe he just used a Cardassian transport on a. That's why I was asking that there wasn't a scene ship. that set that up, though. Right. Yeah, not not in this episode. Maybe yeah. it was cut, and they probably just we don't have time. Just he beams in. Yeah. So I just. But anyway, so I assume that they have some sort of record of who transports on and off the ship, and where, and so could probably figure it out that way. Maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like probably next season they'll just blame him without knowing. Yeah, I assume the next time we see Ducat, they say, You killed Kira. You killed Dax. Good. Yeah, yeah, Vegeta, right. you killed Kira. We will get you. My powers are over 9,000. Right. More or less. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Wayun and Damar are like, You son of a bitch. I did like that Wayun, when he when du- Ducat shows up, Wayun is like, Fuck you, man. And then Damar is like, But wait, let's hear him out. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have an episode. You wouldn't have an episode. Mm-hmm. There's no real reason why he would. That's the thing, is that that's what right. that's what upset me about it so much. Right, right. You've gone from being a self-important egotist to a self-deluded madman. I hardly call that an improvement. Which you know, whether his arc might suck, but 
Wayun at least realizes like fuck this guy, but then Damar's like, but no wait. I guess he, they shouldn't have listened to him, obviously. I uh, I do think that late in the writing process, maybe even like getting near filming, someone said, hey, wait a minute, didn't Ducat, ki- or didn't Nightwing, didn't he kill Ducat's yeah. daughter? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't they have to be like, and so, yeah. and so like, oh, we'll write that scene where he goes, are you mad I had killed your daughter? And he's like, nah. nah I blame I somebody <laughs> else, even though you directly killed her. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah. Nah, we cool, nah. bro. <laughs> like, they had forgot that, and then they had to, like, they had to have a line that excused yeah, it. Yeah. I don't hold you responsible for Ziel's death. You may have fired the phaser, but it was Benjamin Sisko who forced your hand. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. It goes against all, like, sense, every, all, their, all the bad guy scenes go against sense and reason, and they act so incredulous about it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, maybe that's why they felt that they were necessary because they weren't perfectly necessary. I mean, I guess you want to show the other side just to give some, you know, the the audience mm-hmm. buy in or know what's going on. A lot of good people on both sides. <laughs> a lot of people, both people on both sides. But like, you don't. It, it was just a very strange, strange thing. It did seem like they were using them as like to fix these little things that they knew were problems in the logic of the script. Right, right. And yeah, why why would we let you do this? And then, well, well, let me give you a quick pet answer for why you would let me do this. Yeah, yeah. Are you mad that I killed your daughter? No, and I'll give you a quick answer why I'm not mad. You, you know, and it was just like, right. Yeah, it was. It was just like a, it was a hand wave scenes, I guess. It did totally. Yeah, maybe. I mean, well, watching Discovery, I know y'all aren't, but like, mm. you know, it's like a lot of lot of TV shows, like oh we hit these beats that we know as writers, you hit these beats. Mm-hmm. Like this show does it and Discovery does it even worse to where they hit the beats that they need to get to, but they just like, will do whatever they need to do to justify hitting those beats mm-hmm. that they need to hit in the script. So they're, so they have those lines like, Oh yeah, never mind. I'm not, I'm not mad at you, Damar. I'm mad at Cisco. Okay. Well, that explains it. You know, we needed to, we knew we had to get him here and have it be okay. Mm-hmm. So we wrote a line to do it and that line explains it. It's just not satisfying. Yeah. And that's where good writing comes from. I mean, you know, it seems to me that like the first thing you ask is like, what are the good beats? What are the good, like, what's the powerful things we want in this episode? Yeah. And then you sort of, you render that out in sort of a broad strokes. And then you're like, now we have to write to earn them. And that's the hard part. That is the but hard part. But that's the part that they're just, I mean, whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's like sometimes you write yourselves in the corners where you're stuck and and, and maybe you want these beats there, maybe... Maybe you're being told that these beats are here, like mm-hmm. like we spend all this money on the space battle. You have to get to the space battle, even if it doesn't make sense. Maybe even if it would be better if the space battle money were spent somewhere else. Sorry, Dax has to just be going to church. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck. And, you know, you got to deal because, with the shit sandwich you got. And then that's totally a conversation where somebody's like, why the fuck would a, a, the scientific trill go to church? And mm-hmm. then somebody's like, "You just, that's your job. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you've been dealing with religion and faith and science ever and 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 now you can bullshit that into like oh that's something we did here because i'm sure that if you asked uh bear bear he'd pat himself on the back for for that aspect of it just because yeah so i mean but they didn't deal they they just needed her there yeah they just needed her there yeah yeah and and it 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 is a It's a shame, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not even that hard to, like, make it less familiar or less, like, a weakening of of Dax. You can make it, like, maybe they're, maybe this Worf wants to have a baby and Dax wants to, like, have fun and gun and have, like, didn't one of her fucking people die, like, the, in, rejoined? Wasn't the the Dax that died in that relationship died because he took on, like, a a mission that he knew was, like, at a high high fail rate? She asked him not to go, and he went anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do something like, you know, just real quick, just off the top of my head. You're just like, okay, so Worf wants the baby. And she doesn't because she's a fucking young, hot girl, a Starfleet officer, and, and that's what she wants to be. My whole life, I've wanted to be a Starfleet officer. My whole lives, I've been Starfleet officers. Right. So, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to kick ass. It's the middle of the war. Let's not talk about a baby, Worf. And then she hot rods, gets ki- you know, gets mortally wounded, and then at the end tells Worf, instead of we would have had a beautiful baby, that's all I've thought about for the last, that's everything my character is going to be about is this fucking baby that we haven't, didn't even come into play until like a half an episode, you know, a half an episode, or, two or episodes even, ago. Or I've been thinking about for 15 minutes. Yes. Yeah, or even if you're, if you're going to live in this like 
awesome utopian society. And you know what? I don't even want to say like having a baby shouldn't even get in the way of any of that. Let her be a, I don't know. But at the very least, like, fabil- yeah. the very least effort that they could have done through to make it even the slightest bit better would be like, have her fight with Ducat. Mm-hmm. But she just immediately, she says, huh? And then she gets murdered. Like have her mm-hmm. put up a, like make it hard. I mean, she's, make beat, her, she's beat and killed Klingons on the show. Before. Exactly. So, They're like, I mean, give her a warrior's death at least mm-hmm. for everything you've done with this character. All she married a Klingon before she married a Klingon, she was like all warrior badass Klingon shit. Like, and then yeah, she just old ass warriors Klingons wanted her to go on raids and stuff. With exactly. Her, so to have her kill her like this is it's it is a, it's a fucking shame, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I don't know why they did it this way. I really, really don't. I mean, and I I know that it was Mike maybe Michael Piller wanting to do it or something, but it is uh you know for all your advancements we were still we were still stuck in our mores and women's roles I guess in the nineties, yeah. which you know was lame. But that's not the case. But I mean, even now, you know, even if I'm not putting on my woke 2019 woke hat, you can say that like. That's still just not who Dax was as a character. Right, right, right. You know, she wasn't that. Were they trying to punish her? Like not give, like distinctly mm-hmm. giving her. I bet her, you it was like, budget. I, I bet you it was budget reasons. No, or they whatever. changed the script. She had in the original script. She was fighting them. Really? I mean, right. who knows? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what that's what I mean. It was just like we can't have a space battle. Oh, you mean fighting her? They like, did have a space battle. It. Yeah, no, Even they hand had to her. Hand, like, they had her doing a are, space fight, but you had like one. A, just put the money over to that. Let that be this episode's big space fight. Ah, uh, but, but you could you could have had a f- choreographed fight even without effects money. Mm-hmm. I mean, just minimum. Like if if you're gonna go bare minimum, but that still they put, could have done. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they could at least given her effort, but that's a. Yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, you have to pay a choreographer, I mean, but, you know, still... He's not like, dying for something, and that's ultimately what yeah, you yeah. want, is her to die for something. And if she was dying to protect her space friends, or... I mean, I, that, yeah, she's not even the most consequential death in this episode. The death of the prophets are a much bigger deal. Right, right. You know, or the clo- whatever right. happened to the prophets is a much more consequential thing to the plot. She's literal collateral damage. It's almost damage. accidentally interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, It's almost... Yeah. Interesting on accident that Cisco is. This is a show about a federation, mm-hmm. and this is a man, a, a character who would be decidedly better off if he went against the federation. Yeah, but he sides with the federation, and everybody's worse off for it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost accidentally interesting. Like that's an that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But almost on accident, like they don't know how. I do feel like it, they've painted themselves in a corner. Yeah. Maybe maybe Berman said this whore wouldn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> give her the worst death. <laughs> no, possible. that's what I'm saying. That's why I was meaning by punishing. Are they trying to punish the like yeah ter- right? ter- by give by like stealing her having a like a powerful moment? You know, but they punish the fans instead because who fucking remembers? Yeah, yeah. My, you know, who who remembers Rick Berman? You know anymore? So it's it's an interesting, it's a real interesting problem. And and whatever happened, like, and I think it. It, this season goes out as it as it existed, confounding me at least on their choices. I don't know. It's so like everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I don't think it's it's a strong like. I'm not I'm not confounded as much, but I am disappointed. It's not a mm-hmm. yeah. I I I did actually like. Well, I don't know if I liked it or not, but I mean, they made a strong. Or they made a choice at the end where Cisco walks away. <laughs> Though it's like there's a fucking war on. You can just like, oh, I'm sorry, my friend Jadzia died. Mm-hmm. They saved the symbiont because Bashir comes out in his dead ringer's red medical garb and says, "Well, I saved the symbiont." And then you know, Worf says bye, and then she dies because they would have had a beautiful child. And Cisco says bye to the Cisco gives his you know goodbye coffin. You know, you said that we were gonna be. Just like me and Curzon, but it was different because you were my friend now instead of my mentor. And then he he's like, "All right, well, I know there's a war on, and I was in charge of everything, the the fight, but I'm quitting. I'm going back to work at my dad's restaurant back on Earth." Mm-hmm. <laughs> which it's a big status quo change, which is interesting, I guess, but it's still a little bit confounding. Like from a 
like in world, if I'm believing this is a realistic world, you can just quit. Like when you're the guy in charge. Well, did he quit or just took leave? He took leave. Well, yeah. I guess that theoretically you could say that he was probably that could be chucked up as a mental health break. Yeah, you could. That happens every now and then with generals. Yeah. Or that he's temper. He was like like Ham. He could probably convince Ham Sandwich into to commanding. You know to. De- to, to decommission yeah, right, him for right. yeah i'm not gonna be at my best here so you might as well let me go yeah. yeah yeah let me decommission i'll come back later refresh i'm a liability yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then the and that's the way it was you know you're it was supposed to play out that way where you're like oh he's just taking a you know he's, he's this episode ends with a vacation which is very weird and then you oh he didn't take his baseball so right it right. wasn't until the seeing the baseball scene that the prospect that did he does he mean to come back right right Sort of, sort of creep back in. And if he just left, and if he went, watch. I don't know. Like, was there a concern? Like, maybe Avery Brooks won't come back. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. I mean, I think that no, but... you know they probably at this point knew all the stuff that they're going to add in the early part. Right, right. With uh, Don Draper's uh, nanny. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that they probably know a lot of that. But right. I don't. They've set up that he had to make a choice between the emissary and whatever, and apparently he chose wrong, so he's got to do some soul-searching and leave behind the captain. He chose being a Starfleet captain over being the emissary, and that his best friend died, so now he, he's left both up behind. And what what will happen? I guess, you know, it, it's a nice cliffhanger for the end of the season, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that they when their only goal, the starting mandate for this episode was to make Cisco quit and go back to Earth and kill the god, kill the wormhole aliens. That was like the oh, yeah. that was the MO to start the episode. So that was their guiding principle. Okay. So I mean that makes sense that they would do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know why and like that I felt like that imp- that that moment was pretty empty to me. I mean, obviously, if it's gonna, you know, you know, the story's not over, and you know, the story's not right, right, right. Like the, he's gonna come back. I mean, I assume that you know, but logically, most people knew that. But you have to like, it, it sh- I don't know. Like, I don't lo- understand why Cisco doesn't uh, like why they don't poke real- Cisco's relationship with the prophets more. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he talk? Like, because it seems like what they do largely is they come to him and they go, "Hey, uh, uh-uh. uh." Or, hey, yeah, do that. Or, hey, don't do that. <laughs> right, right. And, like, he, they don't seem to, like... And I know that, that their aloofness is a part of it, but you don't see right. you don't see him struggling with the aloofness. Or, like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm just going to do my job. What is his actual view it's towards... It's weird to, sh- to have a show that's based around a character's faith and never have a crisis of faith, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, or, or because they don't want to deal it purely like faith because it's not because they're they went to the trouble to make that they're actual you know natural entities as as understood so his struggle with it like at some point would the bajoran pro he doesn't think the bajoran prophets fashioned him and made him and brought the universe into the world he thinks that they can see the future and that they they're important to what he's doing in bajor and they've sort of allied with him that's what he knows, but that doesn't keep him from being frustrated or not, you know, like if somebody told you to defy your Starfleet orders, no matter what the cost, you're going to say, like, I need to know why. Right. Well, they're demanding and, them to have him to have faith in yeah. their uh, end goals, you know, I guess. Like, you know, he has to have faith that what they want will align with him his his role and it is that is something but i mean religions demand faith because they're immaterial you know or non-corporeal or whatever like i don't like these aren't so why is faith demanded yeah, of they because they're things that aren't able to be proven you just have that it's not a matter of provability for most well, yeah, I guess for some people it is, but yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Faith is that I believe outside of the existence of proof. Why would Cisco? Right, right. Why? Why would they demand that of Cisco? Because they're because they're assholes. And why would he give it to them? <laughs> <laughs> and why would he give it to them? Like it's it's such a strange. No, you're you're an alien, just like fucking Romulans, and I don't give Romulans faith. Why do I got to give you faith? Yeah, you like me, we're buds. I mean, you're an alien, and that's fine. And we, you like me, and we're buddies and whatnot. But you gotta fucking tell me this, right? Like, guys, I may, I may 
If you, if either one of you called me up and said, James, I need you to help me bury a person in the woods, <laughs> I may do it. <laughs> But I'm going to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, James. Uh, I'm going to go to somebody else because I got a body right here. But, but that doesn't. But what I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the wormhole aliens need to give him information. I'm saying that it's like he should, like we should see his struggle to demand it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I don't like that he's so willingly given faith to these. Like you know, possibly co- incorporeal shysters. You don't know, you you know. So I mean, obviously they got these beefs with these paw race. Maybe they got it coming. You know, <laughs> maybe you're siding with Serbia in this issue. You know, I don't know. So like, you gotta. Well, kinda... they got, they've got hundreds of thousands of years of text. Well, that the that the paw race wrote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that the paw that that I mean that the good guy. Yeah, history is written by the winners. I guess. I'm just saying that questions need to be asked, and that's and I'm not and I'm not and I'm not complaining that the show's not answering the questions. I'm complaining that I th- I felt like I would feel more and relate more to what yeah, yeah. Cisco's struggle is here if I knew that he was struggling with the same shit I I'm struggling with in the plot. Yeah, why obviously, you know, the, from a writer's perspective, the Bajoran the 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 stump the wormhole aliens' prophecies are like. You know, plot plot is set up at the first act, and then a prophecy comes and says, "Don't set up the plot, or tragedy will happen." And and that's right. to indicate that tragedy is going to happen from the end of the plot. Right, right. I get that from a structure perspective, but my, my his relationship with them is more important than any plot in the course of the show. So they should, I don't know, like he should fucking hey, and I that's probably what they're going to do next. Is he's you know I I know a little, I forgot most of what they do next. Yeah. Like, that's probably what they're doing, but like, struggle with it or something like that, or don't seem like. I don't like that his commitment to the emissary and the war is faith, or encoded as faith. Mm-hmm. I don't, not mm-hmm. because I hate faith, but because it just doesn't seem like that's what the character would need. He would have the chance to ask these questions and expect an answer, but yeah. so seldomly, like, he just doesn't even, like, well, you know, faith is faith. And I'm like, no, but. Right. Yeah. This, 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 this show. Yeah. I don't think the writers are people of faith, but they want to write about faith. So it's like, it's kind of like, well, this is a sci-fi thing concept to make us deal with faith, but it's not it's not true to mm-hmm. how the layman of the faithful person actually interacts with their own faith. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that so that's a that's an interesting thing. And then to like throw Jedzia into it too. Right. Into the same sort of stuff. It's a little silly. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah. That, Oh well, yeah. I just wanna, I just wanna thank you, gods, for making me fertile. Right, right. I, I, you know, a woman's not a true woman until she's had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> or eight, or yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But but Julian gave me the serum, and I think it's so. Your... I guess I should be thanking him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but he didn't want to give me the serum originally because he didn't... because he's burning a torch for me. Oh. And 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 positioning characters. To be in love with somebody is is fine, I guess. I mean, it's out of like they literally dropped it a long time ago, and now it's fine yeah. because now they need it to because they need to build more stakes. <laughs> Dax is going back on the market, fellas, but um, so they have to redo that. Like making them like he had this thing that he could have offered them, but he didn't because he was hoping they would get divorced first. Right. The bringing back him and Cork burning a torch for Dax. I see why they did it cuz they well, oh shit, she's leaving. Let's raise the stakes to make them sadder when she's gone. Mm-hmm. But it's lame. It's not yeah. it's not cool. And I do be- I I do believe they'd probably plan to, you know, we just find another broad, bring her back on and now she gets to date someone else. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. which spo- I guess spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, uh, well, it is now. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe we should wrap this up then. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you guys think about your rewatch me? Uh, I mean, this is my least favorite finale of a while, but they killed Dax in it, so that adds a point. <sighs> I'd put it a seven or an eight. I'm I'm torn which one. I guess a seven. Uh, five? I think a five. 
Yeah, it deserves like a six. Yeah, I'm gonna like, go at six. I'm gonna go at six. But like, it's consequential to setting up the next season, so that's why it's I a D. It it's a D. It's a D show, not D plus, not D minus. <laughs> it's a D. So I give it a six. You know, sixty, sixty-five, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a clever way. I haven't thought about it that way, but you're right. If I was gonna give this episode a grade, what would you? Right. Well, that's different than a rewatch, though. Well, sure, it could be. but it's a rewatch. It's a, it's a way. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I mean, I, I could watch this episode again. I could never watch this episode again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, that's I, where it's, about five and that's five it, and six territory. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean, I, I have to say that I don't, I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't hate Jadzia. I felt was basically a trooper in this episode. She did her due diligence. She, she did, did what she did. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame she didn't have anything better to send her off with. Yeah, but she didn't phone it in. I didn't feel like. I think Cisco no. did. <laughs> All right, what do you guys yeah. think? The good people of IMDb think of this episode. Seven point six. Oh, this is where I don't know if they just that makes me sad. I'm going to downvote it. I'll go seven point three. Seven point two. Seven point two. Nine hundred and nine votes. Is it eight point three? Fuck them! Wow, I know. Hmm. This is see that's that that's why Hollywood has negative incentives to do these kinds of things, where like every time they kill off a major character, people love the episode. Oh yeah. Oh. Even if it's undeserved or not, so it creates a negative incentive to keep doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. People are gullible. You can set like you know you can sell. Things it doesn't mean it, with, things without substance. If you put the veneer on it right well enough, people will be into it. Yeah. <laughs> Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm on that podcast talking about how I like that show, but yeah. it's I recognize what it's doing, and <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like uh, I think of it as like uh, like everybody that like reads comic books always complains that they keep rebooting the fucking the series and starting num- new number ones. But new number ones always sell way more than any others. So stop right. doing stop doing that, and they'll stop like stop giving them a negative incentive. Yep. Stop falling for the things you hate. <laughs> it's so hard, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I guess that makes. Okay, you know, I don't, I don't get it, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And I hate, I hate being. I wasn't expecting to be as sort of down on this episode as I as I as I ultimately was. Mm-hmm. But like even like it was just like little stuff, like, you know. When you start thinking about it in hindsight, you're like, why, why, why did all this stuff happen? Like, and why did why doesn't it feel more momentous? But I guess other people it does. So all right, you want to outro this bad boy, Wade? All right, yeah. Um, uh, all right. So if you really, really felt something um, stronger, if you felt like this was a, a perfect send off for. Jadzia Dax. I don't. I don't think anybody thinks that. But if you did, give us a call at nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight to the Kickers of Elves hotline number, mm-hmm. and uh, give us a call. Shoot us an email. Find it on your own if you want. Uh, or if you want to support the show, go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Kickers of Elves for all sorts of audio content. If you don't want to pay for that extra content check out our other podcast uh the hashish and superiority book club which will have you pay for a book by alan moore if you really want to enjoy it but uh yeah (laughs) but it's great or well listen to the podcast uh i'm rambling now um and discovery is just started up go check out a discovery home companion oh yeah you you yeah you have uh are you gonna do that with a roving band for each episode or are you kind of kind of uh there might be changes um it depends on how um how busy i feel like getting trying to get different guests and stuff but Uh, yeah okay uh i brought in some scabs (laughs) to do that (laughs) to do the job that we refused to do (laughs) right (laughs) yeah we weren't striking i I, you know like you 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 were you were more yeah yeah that's that's not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we just were like uh we we don't want to sit <laughs> right but i mean 500 bucks a month on patreon and we'll talk again but uh... i did yeah and i watched the first episode so maybe 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 you can extract that information from me with for 
400 bucks if you just want me to give me my comments on a video. <laughs> okay. But no. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, watch that. He's doing good. Yeah, yeah, there's more Trek out there for everybody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. May, might not be for everybody, but there's something for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we have our White Album, right? Oh, yeah. Those are always, those are fan oh, favorites. Yes. Send in your White Album, the sixth season White Album. I feel like we... we oh, yeah. I feel like... It'll be easy. It'll be easy, but then like, yeah, we'll we'll get to sort of reflect on the season and the, as a whole. Yeah, I'm and sure I'll throw some in there that have y'all like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> we'll, we'll have differences probably of opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Yes. All right. Well, is that it? It is. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Rules of Acquisition. We hope you come back next week for our white album, Three to Beam Out. Candle burned out